Welcome to the Antioch Sheffield podcast. We are so glad that you can join us for today's message, which is brought to you by Pastor Todd Roberts. For more information about Antioch Sheffield, head to our website at antiochsheffield.org.uk. Morning, church. Good to see you this morning. I am actually excited about uh, what we have in store for today because uh, on Thursday morning when I woke up and saw the news about the invasion in Ukraine, um, what I had planned to do today um, in continuing our series on learning to love suddenly seemed a little less relevant. So we have changed our plans. We are, we are going to pause on that series for today. And uh, we're actually just going to talk about the thing that's on everybody's minds, or most people's minds, because I don't know about you, but uh, I've had a hard time thinking about anything else than what's happening in Ukraine right now. I had a hard time tearing myself away from the news. And so I just thought maybe it would be good for us to go ahead and talk about how we can respond as a church, how we can respond as followers of Jesus to what is happening in the Ukraine right now. And... Um, you know, I realize, you know, for, for well, there have been lots of conflicts over recent years around the world, um, but this one feels a little bit different. Obviously, it's much closer to home, uh, but it's also the first time that two uh, European nations have gone to war since the Second World War. We've had this extraordinary period of peace in Europe, and with the exception of the Balkans, which was more of an ethnic conflict, this is the first time two nations have uh, uh, fought, you know, had this power struggle that ha- uh, like what we're seeing now. And I think we're all aware of the potential for this to escalate and become something far bigger. So I thought we should talk about this today. And, uh, you know, for some of you, I'm sure you're like, yeah, it's just another war. What's the big deal? For some of you, you've been seeing the, the images online and reading the news, and you're just heavy and weighed down by what's happening. Uh, for some of you, maybe you're angry um, by what you're seeing. Some of you, you might be fearful, you know, as you, as you see this. Like, what does this mean? You know, where is all this headed? And, and you're asking bigger questions, you know, especially as Christians. We kind of like to speculate, oh, what does this mean? Does this mean this could be the end of all things, you know? Is this like the climactic battle of human history? And I just want to very briefly address that. If you read Matthew 24... Jesus talks about this, and his disciples are asking him, Jesus, what, you know, what are going to be the signs of the end? And it's interesting, he, he says there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, but actually he's saying that's not one of the signs. He just says, he, he groups it in together with uh, natural disasters as something that is just part of living in a fallen world. And he literally says, don't be alarmed if there are wars and rumors of wars. And that doesn't mean like, you know, if you're in Ukraine right now, you shouldn't be alarmed. What he means is don't read into the, to this more than it is. This is part of what it means to live in a fallen world. So Jesus is saying, hey, don't be alarmed about this stuff. Don't try to like, you know, figure out what does this mean? Is this like the prophecy of this or that? You know, that's, that's really, I, I don't think Jesus wants us to spend a lot of time worrying and speculating about all that. He's got all those things well in hand. Amen? So we can trust him that he's in control. But what I feel like what we can do, the most effective use of our time, is to talk about, like I said, how should we respond to the conflict in Ukraine? How should we respond to the conflict that's happening in Ukraine right now? Because I think part of the frustrating thing uh, for me, and I'm sure for many of you as well, is, is you see all these really dramatic images on uh, on your news feeds or on social media, and, and, and it's kind of like, well, well, what can we do? You know, we're here in England, and that's happening hundreds of miles away in Ukraine, and what is it that we can do? 
I think for a lot of us, you know, or I think that there are going to be opportunities in the days ahead for us to do some very practical things. You know, maybe it's giving blood or maybe it's, it's, uh, it's actually um, re- receiving refugees, S- Sheffield being a city of refuge. This is a place where uh, people can be what will be sent, I'm sure, in the days ahead. So I want us to be prepared and ready for when those moments come. I'm hopeful that, that you know, we could take mission trips as a church to help go and rebuild some of what has been destroyed in this war when this is all said and done. But Those are all things that I think are more for the future, in the weeks to come, the months to come. And so my question is, what can we do today? And I think there's one thing, one very powerful thing that we can all do right here, right now, and that is we can all pray. We can all pray. You know, I think we often look at situations like this and think, well, other than prayer, what can I do? And I understand that sentiment, but actually, praying is doing something. In fact, it is the most powerful thing that we can do in this situation. And all throughout the New Testament, we're encouraged to pray, to be a people of prayer. That's part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, is that we are a people who pray. That's just part of our natural rhythms of life. I love, there's so many passages you could look at, but I love the very short and simple passage in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. It says, pray without ceasing, (laughs) very simply stated. And I read that sometimes and I think, man, that sounds impossible. How do we pray without ceasing? But as one person said, if we could see what happens when we pray, we would never cease to pray. Prayer has far more power than we realize. And if we understood what was happening when we prayed, we would begin to practice this verse of praying without ceasing much more than maybe we naturally would in, in just on our own. And our prayers matter. They are powerful. James, the brother of Jesus, he said this. He said, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. The New Testament promises us that when we pray, it has power. It can have an impact, and, and that your prayers go far beyond what we can see in the natural. And that's the challenge with prayer is that you don't, obviously, it's not like a one-to-one correlation where you pray and you see this exact result. We have to have faith when we pray because we don't always see direct results. But our prayers do matter. They are powerful. One of my most uh, favorite stories uh, about prayer and intercession is the story of Reese Howells. He was a Welsh missionary and intercessor. There's a great biography about him that's written by Norman Grubb called Intercessor. Uh, tells his, his life story. And uh, what I love about that story is there's uh, uh, the part I remember the most is during World War II, uh, Reese led a Bible college, the Welsh Bible, the, the Welsh Bible School, I believe it was called. And they, he just led that whole school in intercession for the war and what was happening there. And they saw very specific answers to prayer that I believe were some of the turning points of World War II. Now, you're not going to find that in the history books. But what's happening in warfare is far bigger than just the conflict between two nations and, and men fighting each other. There's a spiritual dimension to this. Wherever you find death and destruction, the enemy is behind it somewhere. And so there's a spiritual battle that's being fought as well as a physical battle. So while we're not on the front lines of Ukraine in Ukraine this morning, and I'm very thankful for that, that we can gather here in peace and safety we can enter the front line of what's happening spiritually 
by choosing to enter into prayer. Now, I'm sure everybody here, <laughs> nobody's going to argue with me and be like, nah, can't be bothered. I don't, don't want to pray for this situation. I think all of us have great intentions to pray. I think a lot of us, you know, we, we just have a hard time getting there sometimes. Have you ever told somebody that, uh, I'll pray for you, and then you completely forget, you see them a week later and you realize, oh shoot, I told them I was going to pray for them and I never prayed for them. Uh, that, that's happened to me a number of times. And I think all of us, we have great, we believe in prayer, we have great intentions to pray, but sometimes we have a hard time getting around to actually praying. So I thought what I would do is I just want to give you a couple of, of I'm going to tie the proverbial string around your finger to act as a reminder this morning. You guys know about that, how uh, back in, you know, uh, before we had phones that sent us reminders, people would tie strings around their fingers to remind them of things they want to remember. So what can we do to prompt us to not just pray today, to not just pray in the immediate urgency of the moment, but this is going to be something that we're going to need to pray for repeatedly in the days and weeks and months ahead. And as a church, we're going to help you do that. But I want to just say, well, what are a couple of things that can kind of help, help make this part of the rhythm and routine of our daily lives? And the first one is this. I want to encourage you to channel your anxiety into intercession. You know, with everything that's going on right now, it's so easy to just watch the news and just kind of spend hours just watching what's happening in the news, to doom scroll on social media and see all the, the things that are happening. And, and I've caught myself doing that a number of times this week already. Um, but the problem with that is that you see all these images and it stirs up all this emotion. You might be angry. You might be anxious. It might make you sad. It might make you just, you know, uh, fearful about what all this means. Well, the problem with that is that if we don't do anything with that, if that doesn't go anywhere, it becomes, uh, I think, unhealthy for us. Like, it just kind of, it just drags us down. It weighs down on us emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And so I want to encourage you, when you begin to sense that anxiety, that fear, I want you to channel it into intercession. This is actually what Paul told us to do in Philippians 4. He wrote this. He said, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Paul is saying that if you've got anxiety and, and all of us experience anxiety from time to time, or you could probably put in there anger or fear or depression or whatever, when those emotions come up in you, Paul's saying don't just hang on to it. Don't just look at it and kind of just be like, well, I'm just going to be anxious about this. Instead, he's saying channel that into prayer. Channel that into intercession. Make that your fuel, your cue to pray. So I want to encourage you in the coming weeks as you see things in the news and you, you, know, uh, you, you might feel anxious or concerned or fearful about something, I want to encourage you to use, that, um, use those emotions as your cue to pray and seek God. Let the headlines become your prayer list. So we're, you know, there's a battle for Kiev right now or Kiev, I'm not sure how to say it, actually. I keep hearing different pronunciations, but whatever it is, like, let's just make that, Lord, would you defend that city? Lord, would you help the, 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 the protect the people in that city? All those kinds of things. Let those things become uh, your prayer list as you look at the headlines. Secondly, I want to encourage you to use Lent to intercede for this, uh, uh, for this situation. Now, uh, some of you are very familiar with Lent. 
I didn't grow up practicing Lent. I had no idea what it was, uh, honestly, until uh, I met a Catholic friend when I was in secondary school, and he explained to me what Lent was. But for those of you who don't know what it is, Lent is the traditional season of fasting that starts Ash Wednesday, which is this coming Wednesday, and goes all the way up to Easter. And usually you give up something for Lent. There's some form of fasting that takes place as a way of humbling ourselves and, and, and um, commemorating, uh, preparing our hearts for what Jesus would do in Holy Week and, and uh, on the cross and everything. It prepares our hearts in the lead up to Easter. So uh, I want to encourage you, if you don't normally practice Lent, or if you do, to take this Lenten season and use your fasting to actually pray and intercede for what's happening in Ukraine. And, you know, the good thing about Lent is it's, it's a longer fast, so it's not necessarily like you're abstaining from all food, although all credit to you if you want to go for that. But usually people give up something like chocolate or coffee or social media or, or something like that. So I want to encourage you, what is something you can give up that would be actually painful for you on a daily basis? Something that would make you uncomfortable. So maybe it's coffee, let's say, and you give up your, your coffee every day. I know that's unfathomable, and, and we may not even survive that. But for some of you, you know, you might want to consider that idea, or maybe chocolate or something, where you're going to feel the effects of it. And when you feel the effects, the whole purpose of fasting is to remind you, to trigger you to pray. And so I want to encourage you, let's use this Lenten season uh, to just get us in the habit of interceding for this on a regular basis. And thirdly, I want to encourage us to pray together. Praying together is such a part of the Christian life. And when you read in Acts about the early church, you see that, that they gathered together and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. The early church devoted themselves to corporate prayer meetings. We read about these corporate prayer meetings that they had uh, in the early parts of Acts, and, and, and I think that is a, a, something that we need to carry with us into what our practice of church today, and it's often easy to skip over that, and corporate prayer can be awkward. It can be, you know, uh, you know, a bit strange to pray in groups like that, but here's the thing. When we pray in groups, there, there's a momentum it's, it's like stepping in a river, you know, like you, could, you can walk a certain distance and it will probably wear you out and take a certain amount of time. But if you jump in the river and kind of float along, that river will carry you for miles much, much easier than if you were doing it in your own strength. And I think there's something I've noticed when we pray together that you just catch the river of what the Holy Spirit is doing and you go far further into intercession than you would on your own. There's such power when we come together and purpose to pray together as a church. So I want to encourage you in the days ahead, pray with your life group. Pray if you've got a prayer partner, you know, gather, join together to pray. If you're talking with a friend who's a believer, say, hey, can we just pause and pray for this situation? And use those opportunities to, to come in agreement together and intercede for what's happening. So we're not just going to talk about that, though, this morning. We're actually going to do that. And one of my favorite things, some of the most powerful services we've had at this church since I've been the pastor has been when we've interceded for situations in the nations. And so we're going to actually take time. We're going to have a prayer meeting this morning. I hope that's okay with you if we can do that. But it means that, that we're actually, you're going to get to participate. We're actually going to impact what's happening in Ukraine right now from right here in Sheffield by taking time to pray together. Can we do that? Yeah. All right, great, great. thought you might want to be up for that. So um, I'm going to invite Lauren and the band to come on up. 
And what we're going to do is we're going to pray over four different aspects of what's happening in Ukraine right now. We'll have it all up on the screen. And uh, we're going to take about five minutes for each prayer point, and uh, we'll explain a little bit about what it is, because I think for some of us, it's not that we don't want to pray, we just don't know how to pray. Like, how do you intercede in a situation like this? So we're going to actually walk you through that and help you with that aspect. And then we'll take time to pray, and then somebody will close us, and we'll kind of rally together in prayer on, around that point. And I know it can be awkward to pray with somebody or to pray out loud. For some of you, this is going to be really, really uncomfortable. It's going to push you out of your comfort zone. But I promise you, you know, th there's no danger here. Nobody's going to be judging your prayer and being like, oh, that wasn't good enough. You know, we're not going to be criticizing you. Pray what's on your heart, even if it's just one line, two lines, and let's not be passive. Let's go for it. And if you want to pray on your own, you can do that. If you want to pray with your family, you can do that. If you want to pray with the person you came with, do that. If you want to get in groups, you can do so. I would say groups of no more than four so that we're not like, uh, you know, it's, that allows everybody time to pray. But that's what we're going to do. The band's going to be playing music in the background. We'll take time to worship as we go. But I want to encourage us all to jump in and intercede for what's going on. Thank you for listening today. To listen to more messages like this one, head to our website at antiochsheffield.org.uk forward slash podcast. We are looking forward to seeing you soon.